You've just accessed Shekinah Glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. The last couple of weeks, of course, this has to do with the direction that God is leading this ministry. We have been talking about being unified in purpose, coming together or staying together as a body in order to win the world for Christ. We have been talking about being unified in purpose, and we have covered a lot of ground. And as I, you know, the way God works with me, I begin to prepare at the first part of the week, and I um, add to my sermon all week long. And as I was just sitting down going over some things that I thought he would have me to share today, um, I got to a place where, and those of you who are preachers or pastors, you can identify with this. You know, a lot of times you you know when God is shifting because there's a a blockage. You're trying to build your outline. You're trying to do this and nothing works. So I went to bed. I was like, like, ain't no need of me trying to. So early this morning, um, uh, about three or four in the morning, he began to minister to me about how we are in the mid part of the year. We're just beyond the halfway mark. So now, based upon what we've heard thus far in the teachings that we've been receiving here recently, um, we need to do a self-evaluation. Let's pause and, and just do a self-evaluate, self-evaluation from the first part of the year. And simply, we, we need to do this in order to make adjustments. Because one of the things we have to realize that when we come into the body of Christ, we already have a way of doing things. We already have certain patterns that we govern our lives by. And it's not always intentional, but most oftentimes we never make the the proper adjustments being that we put kingdom first. It's a priority, but it's never priority number one. (laughs) So we join ministries without fully understanding the meaning of commitment and we make commitments casually. You know, we join without really thinking about what really took place. <laughs> so, and, and that's why, you know, we break commitments with, I mean, with the, without hesitation. No remorse or regret. So consequently, every week and every church has to deal with this. We have to improvise because of people's selfish behavior. What if I just didn't show up? Like you guys are sitting here, where's Pastor T? I'm glad to have her back. Amen. Where's Pastor Rex? You're wonderful. Where? So, so, so I don't think people fully understand what happens when we become a part of a ministry. Okay? Y'all work with me. They told me the more I wear these glasses, the better to get. But, but I tell you, y'all, I don't know. God is good. Amen. But I can. Things are brighter. You guys are 3D. We're 4K now. You're 4K. You're 4K. So what happens every week we have to improvise because of people's selfish behavior. And what we have to realize is that my commitment is not to Pastor Rex. It's not to Pastor Tracy. My commitment is to the Lord. And now I'm talking to believers. Okay. And um, so what happens, uh, our priorities don't change. So worship becomes a thing of convenience. Yeah, it becomes a thing of convenience. If it works with my schedule, then I'll go. And that's not to say, I always have to reiterate this. 
if you're working, hey, we know you work. And even now, some are at family reunions, some are doing different things. So we know things happen, but we're talking about when there is a consistent habit. When it's constant. When it's habitual. When it's ongoing. You can't count on me. Those, that's what we're talking about. Not upset because you went to work. But we're talking about when that guy keeps you away. When that young lady keeps you away. When family and them keeps you away. Uh, you, you know, and you don't have to go there, but in, in Luke, uh, Jesus began to talk about being committed or what it takes to be a disciple. And the scripture goes on, it goes, it says like there were those who were followers of Jesus. Then he said, except you hate your father, your mother, brother, sister, you can't be my disciple. Not that you literally hate your family, but in comparison to, it looks like you hate because I'm so devoted to God. But it starts off saying, this is around verse 24, 25, it says, there were those who were followers. And we have those who are following Jesus, but not committed to Jesus. What do you mean followers? Oh, I go to church. I might give here, there. I might do certain things. I confess that he's my Lord, but I'm not committed as a disciple of Jesus. <laughs> then he says, you know what? He talks about counting the cost. And I don't think we really count the cost when we become part of a ministry. or Because what, what tickles me, the same excuses, and for the most part they're excuses, that keeps me away on Sunday will not keep me from going to work on Monday. The same things that we use as an excuse to hold me back on the day to worship. the And of course, we know worship is every day. But when we come together corporately, because we are a part of the body of Christ, every joint supplies. But the same excuses that I use to keep me from coming to worship on Sunday, they don't hold me back on Monday, nor Tuesday, nor Wednesday. Just something to think about. Philippians 2. But I, I want to deal with this particular text and we've been over in the last few weeks, that word selfishness. Can we read verse 3 and 4? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's read this out loud. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take interest in others too. The King James read verses, uh, verse 3 this way. Let nothing be done through strife. Or vainglory. Someone say strife and vainglory. Vainglory in the Greek is simply just it simply means empty pride. That's vainglory, empty pride. That a pride which has no basis or foundation. Just being pride, just empty pride or foolish pride. But the word strife, write this down. It's the Greek word arethia, and it means acting for one's own gain. Listen to this, regardless of the discord it causes. <laughs> a mercenary, self-seeking. It's the Greek word, arethia, acting for one's own gain, regardless of the discord or strife it causes. It places self-interest ahead of what the Lord declares right or what is good for others. In other words, I know what this, I know it matters for me to participate. I know that all these things matter, but I, I'm not concerned. There are things that I want to. Hmm. So today, let, let's just do a self-evaluation. Notice that word. It, what does it mean? I want you to get this. So 
notice he said, don't do things based upon what you desire to gain, regardless of who you wreck. I don't care who, who, who gets messed up behind this. Don't, don't be that kind of person. Notice he said, think of others better than yourself. How does, how does my lack of participation, how does my absence affect the whole body? We, we never consider these things. Please hear me. I'm talking to followers of Jesus. And those of you who are tuning in, this would be good. This would be good for you to take this self-evaluation as well. Notice we're at the mid part of the year. And, and I need to say something. From day to day, we're either progressing or regressing. You're not staying the same. You may look the same, but you either are getting better or worse. And if we don't do regular checkups, it could be detrimental to you. Notice it places self-interest ahead of what the Lord declares right or what is good for others. And throughout this teaching, we sing that selfishness, or we said that selfishness can ruin a community of believers. And where selfishness exists, unity cannot exist. Or they both, selfishness will break unity in down listen to the scripture he says this to give us don't be concerned about yourself only he didn't say don't be concerned about your things you know it's like martha and mary martha was encumbered about many things just like us we're busy about many things but just like jesus told her mary's doing the most important thing what she's sitting at the feet of jesus she's concerned about what concerns god so he's, he's not saying don't have hobbies, don't have interests, but place my interests above your personal agenda. Because, in, in, and let me say this, in, because what we do, we do like those in 2 Corinthians, did Apostle Paul. Now he was, he was made an apostle by way of Jesus. <laughs> and there were false apostles running rampant, accusing Paul, who has evidence being the church has been a false apostle. And most oftentimes when things aren't flowing, we look at everybody. Well, if pastor would do this, if pastor would do that, if minister so-and-so would do this, what about you? <laughs> this is my philosophy. Be better today than I was the day before. And every day I get before you, every time I get before you, man, if I don't hit it out the park, my intentions is to give you everything I got. Well, well no, 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 no. You should know a tree by the fruit. So I don't have to, my work speaks for itself. So, so, Second uh, Corinthians 13, 5, let me show you something. Because, you know, as leaders, you know, I'm doing like the Apostle Paul. Test yourselves. Now, there's nothing wrong with asking, or but it's really oxymoron and hypocritical when I haven't looked at self first. That's why the, script, the scripture doesn't say don't judge. It says don't judge without judging yourself first. Because when I judge myself first, then I can judge you more clearly. So stop the lie. Don't judge me. You know, people say that. don't judge me. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says don't judge without judging yourself first. 
Because once I, jump my, once I pull the beam out of my eye, now I can see your situation more clearly. So that's what he, he didn't say don't judge. So I don't mind you coming to me. This is just an example. But just look at yourself first. Then you'll come to me right. Well, Pastor, I looked at me first. I ain't got nothing to say to you. I'll be back. Notice he said, test yourselves to make sure you're solid in the faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. And that's what we do. I can't count the testimony. Oh, Pat, this is the church. Oh, I was a wreck. You and Pastor T, y'all the best thing that ever happened to me. I've never heard the word given in such. You are so plain. And Pastor Tracy, she anointed. She calls out this. She calls out that. She tells me the deep things of God. I've never been to such a place. That's the first month. Then they begin to take it for granted. See, see, the worst thing you want to do is start taking those who are of great value to you for granted. Because once you start doing that, you start forgetting the purpose of a thing. And when you forget the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. So now, when we pass it to Korea thing, and it shall be established because I no longer respect you, nothing happens for me when you speak it to me. Give yourselves regular. When was the last time you gave yourself? See, we're talking about evalu evaluating yourself from a spiritual standpoint. Okay? Give yourselves a regular, regular what? Turn me back up, sir. A regular checkup. What does regular mean? And, and you know what most people do? They do just like some people do in the natural. They don't want to come to the Lord until they're about to die. You're in stage 10 now. Stage 10, yeah, that's a new one. Stage 10 what? Stage 10 whatever. So, so, so since, it, it, like most people, they know when something's wrong. So we try to self-medicate it. And patch it up because we just think it's going to get better over time. No, I need to do a regular checkup. Lord, show me me. Boy, this is good. Let's finish reading this. Uh, yeah, this headphone. Now, this headphone set getting in the way. You need firsthand evidence, not merely hearsay, that Jesus what? Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail to test, do something about it. Do you see this? And let me tell you something. A, a lot of people, that they don't like doing this. Because notice the selfish person is all about the selfish person. About self. And anytime there is an overemphasis on self, you will never see yourself as doing anything wrong. And that's why selfish people don't want to do this. Why? Because they're always right. It's everybody but them. They're I, I don't need to do this. Why? Because I'm right. I've crossed all my I's and dotted all my T's. How do you know you haven't did a checkup? Well, I just know. And we rarely consider how our lack of involvement affects the rest of the body. We, we rarely consider. And, and I've been saying this the last two weeks. I need to say it again. You know, we got the, the new thing now is I'm, where you been? I'm going through. Who not going through? We all going through. Listen to us. We're going 
through. That means we're not stopping. We're steadily moving. But again, going through doesn't keep us from doing those things that we really want to do. How come you, you we, we did not go with his house? Where you at, babe? I'm going through. You're not going to smoke with us tonight? No, why? I'm going through. Smoke what? Whatever people smoke. You know what this you know what this self-evaluation is about? It's about allowing God to work in me. Psalms 139, 23, 24, NLT. It's about what? Allowing God to work in me. Now, I wanted to get into the part today, then uh, again, Holy Spirit, he stopped uh, me and and I went to bed and then he woke up. When I woke up early this morning, he began to deal with this. But in Philippians 2, 5, the scripture talks about having the same attitude that Jesus had. And his attitude was, even though I'm God, I'm going to humble myself and come in human form. His attitude was that of a servant. And you know what? Stop people from serving a selfish heart. Boy, I could deal on that. But that's not what he wanted me to talk about today. Ready? Philippians, no, Psalms 139, 23, 24. We're talking about taking a critical look at self. It's, it's, it's about taking a step back, being honest with me. See, again, we're talking about before you confess, you made the profession. Lord, show me me. Enlighten me today, Jesus. Search me, search who? Search them. Search everybody else. Search me. See, this takes a this takes a humble person, not someone who's operating in vain glory, that empty pride. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you, and lead me along the way everlasting, everlasting life. Point out anything in me that offends you. Now, again, in Philippians around two, around, uh, around verse one, the apostle let us know, listen, man, if there's any encouragement, if there's any joy, if you know, if you really had a relationship with Jesus, there should be a difference. If he's really in you. <laughs> Why do a self-evaluation? One, it allows you to expose problems early before they become too painful. That's why you have to do them regularly. It, is, it, is, it can expose what? Problems early. They're necessary for personal growth. A, a, another good thing about evaluations is that they expose your strengths as well as your weaknesses. Hmm. As a matter of fact, if you expect to grow or make progress or progress, you have to do this periodically. Stop and do assessment. What's working, what's not working. <laughs> another good reason is evaluations can help you identify areas for improvement and ultimately help you realize your goals more efficiently. So once I stop and do this, you know, it, it will help me make significant improvements. And again, I'm particularly talking about you as a believer. And it's not until we stop and do that, that we can start doing some things differently. So ask yourself things like, what changes have I made this year thus far? What changes have I, significant changes? I'm not talking about changing, what, well, I changed jobs, okay, did, did, did it benefit you in any way? Did I change in order to be more available for God? See, oh, write these down. What does my commitment look like? Am I a casual believer? Am I committed or do I come when it's convenient? You know, I worked late last night. Who didn't? 
No, I'm going through. Who's not? Then to change the confession, decree you, you know, coming out, going through, pretty much just, just keep, I'm going through. I'm closer out. I'm closer to out. What do you say? Out? Just say you out. Can your, say this, can my church count on me? Write this down. How do I feel when others are blessed? See, the selfish person, again, everything is about them. The person who operates in empty pride, vain glory, I do not want you to be blessed. If you feel this the term they use now, some kind of way when someone else is blessed, that's that selfishness, that vain glory. Won't see again, pride, all the everything a person who's prideful, all the emphasis is on self. How do I feel when others are blessed? That's why not all, but most selfish people are materialistic. You know why? Because they can control inanimate objects. What do you mean? They can control things who don't talk back. Oh, that was a, that was a nugget right there. Notice, we started off on this. Paul Dillon talked about uh, not fooling with Christian brothers or sisters who lead you astray. Don't even eat with such people. We're mere part of the year. How many new people have you met that are affecting you in a positive way? And have I left those old Christians who keeps deterring me or calling me, causing me to go astray? Boy, this is good. What, in other words, what new positive influences do I have in my life? Do I still associate with bad people or people who are not good for me? What area of ministry am I presently serving? You've been here long enough to be serving. Again, being a part, we either are apart. Being separated, disconnected, not walking in unity are a part. Being that I'm unified, I'm committed. What area are you serving? <laughs> serve broken. Since something like that preaching, serve broken. Serve with your limp. Serve, serve, you, serve, no, no. Keep, keep. Why? Because I know God is going to bring me through this thing. Because if truth be told, if, 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 if our servant was contingent upon not having any issues, wouldn't nobody be serving? As a Mac, servant help you take your mind off what you're going through. Matter, matter of fact, I'm going to serve because I'm going to show this smile to somebody else and maybe that'll help me. But we make excuses why we don't participate. What if your heart decided not to pump today because it... it it works, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to do it one day. When? When, 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 you know, when things get better. Wow. How do I handle correction? Ask yourself these things. Or are you easily offended? I don't like when pastor correct me. That's a rebel. You, let, let me say, you, you have to have somebody to impart to you, man, to help you. Matter of fact, this word is used for instruction. Correction rebuke in order that you may be a better believer can I 100% unequivocally say that I'm united with my church I'm talking about 100% you don't retire from serving you never retire from serving that's like saying I'm retired from being a believer what if Jesus would have retired from serving as a matter of fact he said I didn't come to be served but to serve 
That's what we are. Are you here? I heard that. Well, we're sons and daughters. Listen, sir, ma'am. The scripture says now that we've been delivered from sin, we are made slaves of righteousness, of righteous living. Yeah, we're our sons and daughters, but we are slaves to upright living. Not, and it's not based upon living in such a way to be justified. You are already justified by faith in Christ Jesus. But now, just like I lived foolishly in the world, now my main goal is to walk upright before the Lord. <laughs> Do I regularly share the gospel of Jesus with others? And if not, why not? Boy, this is it's quiet. Do I value the wisdom and guidance of my pastors? Or seek the counsel of people who are not qualified to speak into my life? Let me tell you something. When you deal with a person that's not committed, that same uncommitted attitude is contagious. Boy, and I'm sure pastors everywhere would agree with this. If we could get the uncommitted to follow us as we follow God like they follow the uncommitted, Boy, the amazing things we could do in the world. But let me tell you something. When the blind lead the blind, they never get to their desired destination. Do I engage in gossip and slanderous conversations? Ask yourself that. I'm almost done. Y'all sitting here looking at me right this day. You can't recite what you haven't retained. Worry about my glasses. Leave my, my glasses are fine. No, you, you listen to what I'm talking <laughs> <laughs> worry about how I look you, you, just write this information down I love you do I engage in gossip and slanderous conversations how often do I study God's word when last time you stud I'm not talking about read a verse of the day but study God's word study to show, show thyself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When's the last time you studied the word? Hmm. Huh? How often do I listen to my pastor's sermon? You can listen to the sermons on podcasts every day as much as you want. On Facebook, yeah. The just shall live by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by declaring the word of God. So if I'm not see, food for your real you, spiritual man, it's the word of God. It's the word of God. So if I want to stay built up spiritually and really begin to live and walk by faith, guess what I need? The word. What significant contributions have I made? I mean, I mean, what, what have you really done? Showing up doesn't mean you're contributing, man. You know, sometimes we got to stop. We can't, don't, we can't come to the church with what can they do for me mentality. But what can I do for the church? Let me pay one of the church bills. What about that? Do we ever think like that? I want to pay it. Power, how much is pastor? What's the power bill? Let me pay the power bill this month. You paid mine before. Let me. No, I'm just, see, see, some getting indignant. That's the, the, the selfish person all about. Pastor, you paid my mortgage. What, what's the lease payment? How much is it? You help me out. You, see, see, now, now, oh, 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 oh that's different now. Pastor, you bailed me out of jail. Listen, I've been doing this 18 years, been there, done that. Let me, let me show this, let me. Do I, listen, am I always suspicious and critical of things I don't understand? Suspicious. Why we need a van. 
why we need a bigger building. Just suspicious. Very critical. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, why not drive 10 cars and just, why not carpool all the way to North Carolina? I mean, I mean, that's another expense. Can we borrow your car? No. <laughs> Do I encourage others who I see going astray? Do I encourage others? Do I use my circumstances as a reason why I lack commitment? That, that goes back to that going through. And most of these excuses are nothing more than lies dressed up. Just a dressed up lie. Pastor, you know, my, you know, Pastor, you know daddy been down. How come you don't say that to your boss on Monday? You coming to work? No, daddy's down. No, 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 no. Daddy in your cubicle sitting in his real chair. Uh, you, you brought daddy to worship. <laughs> or in this bed one. <laughs> daddy on the date. Sitting in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. Because the same things that keep people away from worship on Sunday never prevent them from going to work on Monday. Just something to think about. Listen, do I love others the way that I want people to love me, others to love me? Ain't nobody friendly. Are you friendly? I don't feel the love. Give love. Nobody spoke to me. Who did you speak to? When was the last time you stepped back and took a critical look at self? Ask yourself those things. Ask yourself these things. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.